Hello, my name is Kim Addis, and I'm the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching. I want to welcome you today to the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast, where we spend some time with some willing volunteers, and we coach them on some of their, their challenges. Today, my guest is Barry Doucette. Barry, welcome to the call or to the, to the podcast. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You run a company and you're out of Ottawa. Tell us a little bit about the company, what you do, the name of the company. Sure. I'm the CEO of Orangatech. We are a high-tech, both consulting and software provider of third-party software, mainly to the Canadian federal government. Um, we were started in 2000, 2003. I took over the company about eight years ago, owned 100% of the company, um, some stock options available to some of the executives, of course. And uh, we have grown in the last year by 100%, last two years. And uh, our, our year, year start is May 1. We've already had a phenomenal first quarter. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited about the company and the things we do. Uh, I live downtown Ottawa. Love where we live. Moved here in December so that we could walk to work. We're smiling around that because <laughs> now we walk to our living room and dining rooms uh, to have meetings. But um, love what we do. I have a great, great team, very young team. Uh, you know, I got a, a mixed uh, team from some senior guys to young guys. The, the young ones are the ones I sort of have in some of the leadership positions, which is exciting. And, uh, and, and myself, uh, and just a few things about myself, competitive swimmer still at the age my age still have competed into my 50s uh, not so much last few years but swim kind of keep myself active it's one thing I do also a guitar player singer um, and um, you know really we have a son still lives at home home with me although that's my wife and I living downtown Ottawa and loving what we do yeah okay so let me ask you a few questions sure first of all how old is your son my son is 23 23 okay great and uh, you said you took over the company eight years ago. That's right. Were you working for the company and then took it over? Or did you say, hey, I'm interested in buying a company. There is a good one. I'll take that one. Uh, I was consulting to the company as a okay. uh, strategic coach. The four founders I knew. Okay. Um, and um, realized that they were kind of in financial trouble and then came on as general manager for a couple months. And then one gentleman offered me his shares in his statement was only if you own 51% of the company. So I bought 51% of the company and then uh, eventually bought out the final two partners. So yeah, that's how that worked. Okay. And, uh, and basically it sounded like at the time things were not going well. That's right. Okay. That's right. So what made you buy the company? If it was, it sounds like it was a bit of a sinking ship. It was, um, I think my goal in life has always been to own my own company. And I've been, you know, with bigger companies, startups, bigger companies, smaller companies, did a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, since, uh, you know, success and I guess you'd say failure. Mm -hmm. um, and this one, I just felt it was in a sweet spot that wasn't uh, really recognized by the leadership team. I felt that the uh, company really was floundering a little bit, mainly because of leadership. Mm -hmm. management. Mm -hmm. I always laugh. I was on a train um, about six weeks into the uh, advising and I had a third year business student beside me and I, I showed her some of the numbers and she goes, it's a management issue. <laughs> uh -huh. And it made me smile because I felt that was, she was accurate on that. And uh, so we had to make some changes and, and we did that as we went forward. Yeah. Okay. 
So uh, you felt like this was a company that you could grow. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So it's been eight years and mm-hmm. it's grown. You've taken yeah. it out of the woods, you could say, yes. uh, and into the light. That's and right. it's been succeeding. In fact, for the past two years, you've had really record-breaking years. That's right. Okay, amazing. So share with us, what is the challenge you're facing right now? I think the challenge, and, I'm, and I just came from holidays, so I've been thinking around this a little bit, is allowing myself, I, I recognize maybe five years from now, two years from now, what's my, what's my role going to be, particularly maybe five years where either, you know, I'm no longer involved with the management of the company um, maybe two years where I'm a lot less involved, mm-hmm. but five years either, uh, you know, either the company is sold or I'm just, you know, sort of stepping back and letting the team run. I'd like to get there even earlier. So um, got a, as I said, a couple of senior guys on the leadership team. But, you know, if I looked at my leadership team of five people, three of them are, you know, early 30s and two of them are, you know, one's, one's really, uh, I guess there's only one other guy who's 55. So the early 30 group have been phenomenal, real, real phenomenal uh, assets to the company. Have one, one gentleman, my, my uh, VP of operations been with me for eight years. So I bought the company in May. He joined me in September this year will be eight years. Uh, so he's now my VP of operations. So to my mind, see him moving up into general management role in a couple of years. We might have talked about that. Uh, he's done everything for us. You know, one of those guys, sort of the hub of the company want to definitely, um, um, I've, you know, we've, we've taken pieces off his plate because he had too many things on his plate. So mm-hmm. I've run the sales team. I've now got an acting director. She's been with us uh, two and a half. This September will be three years as well. She's she's acting director. Uh, I've decided and this morning in a conversation with my VP ops, it's probably move her to the director of sales quicker than we had planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's idea, your challenge? My challenge? <laughs> <laughs> my challenge is uh, is really trusting the team to um to move it forward it's always been you know uh myself and Lachlan I guess or myself the VP of ops myself sort of running everything I'm trying now to stand back and let the team run this and not have so so what makes it hard for you to do like what's the what's the feeling inside that says I'm not sure I can trust them um, you know, the, you, you hit it right, right from the beginning. And I've had to say this to my VP ops, a guy who's been there for eight, eight, eight years. I said this a couple of years to him ago is we're no longer in the rescue mode, right? The rescue mm-hmm. mode was the first couple of years where you're rescuing a company. Since then it's management grow and really, um, delegate. Yeah. Um, so I think that, uh, I think it's just been so, so focused on, on sometimes it's the personality of a leader, but the leader being Barry myself. And now you have to say, and I've been developing my leadership team. Now I have to say, okay, I have to actually give them the responsibilities. We recently came up with a full, you know, recently, literally a full org, org chart. We've started with things like uh, job descriptions, <laughs> things we wouldn't have done I'm before, laughing right? at you because I still don't understand the challenge. So the it challenge. sounds like, it sounds like yeah. you took a company out from under, Right. you rescued it, as you say. And mm-hmm. now it's in growth mode. And now you're kind of saying, how do I put the right people in the right places in the right seats and position it properly for growth? Continue to position it for growth. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, More. so, so hold on. So it okay. sounds like you're actually moving forward. It, it sounds like you're actually taking those steps. Right. I and making I things happen. 
So what I'm interested in is where are you struggling? What's the struggle for you? I think the struggle is, um, I believe five years from now I'll sell. I think two years from now I'd like to have the leadership. They're the ones running the company that I'm one level up. If you like chairman of the board, I'm the CEO today where you just, you know, everybody's reporting up to me. That's what I'd like to have happen. And we're not quite there yet. Okay. So what is missing? (laughs) Good question. I I think. um, Are you laughing because I'm asking? No, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good question. What's, what's missing. And I have to think through that too. I think the um, it's, I continue to mentor the team. I think, you know, as I it's just letting people run the roles, right? And having them report up to me and not, I'm finding myself being smarter around not always coming up with the answer for everybody, right? And so that's what I'm attempting to do. That's my challenge is ensuring that they're taking responsibility for their roles and that they're doing the jobs. That I'm so is your job. challenge, I'm, I'm just trying to really define the problem. Mm-hmm. Is your challenge holding back? Is your challenge not jumping in? Is your challenge like watching them take ownership and maybe fumble up sometimes? Uh, I think probably the last one for sure. Allowing them to take ownership and allowing them to fumble sometimes for sure. Yeah. Okay. And so what happens for you when you're watching someone try, attempt something, and in the back of your mind, you're like, there's a better way, right? Yeah. What happens for you? Um, I, I do find myself, um, you know, trying uh, recently, to be honest, uh, allowing them to, to fumble a little bit, right? And uh, maybe an example would be last week, I could see that, you know, we last week was invoicing week, and I could see one, one uh, internal resource had not finalized his, his document. So I waited Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on holidays and on Thursday, so to send out me saying, ah, it looks like so-and-so and I'm not sure if I'm informing him. So um, anyway, the guy goes, thanks for that catch. And so my mind was, okay, that don't we have a full process on that? Shouldn't somebody mm-hmm. who's responsible for that role? Mm-hmm. So what I will do is have that conversation this week. And it's my VP ops to say, let's talk about, you know, that whole process. Can you explain it to me? And how do we ensure like, I shouldn't even shouldn't, I know I shouldn't be looking at it to be honest. And I just need to know and trust that that's being done by mm-hmm. somebody. Mm-hmm. So like you're in a position where look, play with me with this, yeah, uh, sure. with this analogy yeah. for a minute. Sure. So pretend you're a mother, you give birth to a child and it's right. your child. And you know, like that child is everything, right? right. And yeah. now you need to go back to work and you need to find good care for your child. And what happens is that you want to hand over your child to someone else. But mm-hmm. you want to make sure that before you let go, that someone else has a good grip. Right. So that if you let go, it's not just going to fall and hurt itself. Right. So, mm-hmm. or, right. So Absolutely. that's exactly where you are. So the question becomes, what do you need to do to ensure that someone else on the other side has a good grip? Yeah. And so you're in a unique position because your company's in a healthy state. You have a good team. You have mm-hmm. people who are willing, wanting, and uh, focused, mm-hmm. determined, and loyal. It sounds yeah, like, right? Absolutely, absolutely. You have the best team. And so your opportunity right now is to carve out, you said about two years until you step out into a, maybe a more advisory role. These next two years are really about defining your role 
which is I'm in a seat. I'm going to take on the role of a coach. I'm going to take on the role of an advisor. I'm not going to take on the role of a doer. Right. And I'm not going to take on the role of a problem solver. I can be a person who might identify problems to say, hey, you know, I noticed that this wasn't done. Let's, I'm bringing this to the table. Let's figure out how to, how to improve, right? We don't want to be problem focused. Yeah. We want to be solution focused, but you also want to help them figure out the solutions to the problems. Right. And so, and lean on them to do that. And so for you, it's not about what process do we need to figure out invoicing. Mm-hmm. It's what process do we need to help my leaders think as leaders? Right. I like that. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. What process do I need in order to truly hand over the reins so that they are skillful at using the reins yeah. and navigating this? And so what that requires from you is to really think at a much higher level. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're looking microscopically at the invoicing problem. Yeah, yeah. But sure. we want to look at a higher level at how your leaders are thinking and addressing some of these problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how maybe or maybe not they are noticing some of the issues that are coming up and the opportunities that are coming up. So, mm-hmm. your job right now is to really work on helping them hone. Their thinking, their decision making, their mm-hmm. approach to solving problems, their approach to collaboration. Yeah. Right. So yeah. your your job has changed. Right. From being the one working in the Maybe. business. Yeah. To being the one working on the business by really shaping, guiding, leading, and coaching your leaders. Right. Fully. Agreed. Yes. And so when you find yourself in the weeds, you need to pull yourself out and Mm -hmm. you need to say, oh, here's a perfect opportunity for more coaching. The invoice situation. Right. So for you, that's like gold. Oh, great. There's one more thing I can use as material to work with. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. When I coach people, I ask them to journal in an online journal. Sure. And when they journal, that helps me see where they struggle. Right. And when I find their struggle, I don't say, oh, no, they're struggling. I say, awesome. This is material I can use so that I can coach them because now the struggle is evident. Right. Right. So that helps me guide them more effectively because if the struggle is hidden, I can't help them. Sure. So your job is to notice struggle and coach them through it. Right. I'm writing down notes. Hope you don't mind. <laughs> please, please write notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like even in this conversation, as we were talking, my goal is was to really find out where are you struggling? Yeah, yeah. To define the, the issue. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't, I mean, I'm not, my, my goal in life isn't to find issues in people's lives. Mm-hmm. But we know that people have issues and we know that they struggle. Right. Right. So if I'm observing it, if I'm finding it and in order for me to coach effectively, I need to understand what the actual struggle is. Mm -hmm. Right. And so is it an invoicing struggle? Is it a time management struggle? 
Is it a, uh, a realization of the trickle-down effect of this problem? Is it a communication barrier between this person and whoever it is that they need to talk to for the invoice? I, you have to identify the struggle. Right. Okay. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So from now on, the opportunity for you is to find every moment, every coachable moment mm-hmm. and to right. grab it. Like right. you're excited because here's an opportunity for me to address an issue that might come up later. And this allows me to feel more and more comfortable two years from now mm-hmm. yeah, I need to sure. find them all and coach right. through it. Right. Love it. That's, that makes good sense to me. Right. But what that does for you is it also calms you down when you're witnessing something going wrong. Right. Makes sense to me. I'm working on four questions to ask people. What do you think you should do? How did you come to that conclusion? Why did you ask me? Who do you think you should ask in the future? <laughs> Those kind of concepts. Well, right? I want to, let's add a couple of questions, right? Sure. Yeah. So, so you want to say, you want to say, you know, what's the issue? Yeah. Tell me more about that. Explain right. it. So you want to get the whole story. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this from our tech meeting, but you want to learn their perspective. Yeah, I do remember. And then that. what you really want to do is identify the beliefs. Don't yeah. forget this. <laughs> you want to identify the beliefs that are causing them to behave the way they are or right. not behave the way they are. Right. So maybe someone didn't take action when they should have because they believe they had a different priority. Right. Maybe they didn't take action because they believed that this could wait for some reason that this wasn't urgent. Right. Okay. Maybe maybe they didn't take action because they thought someone else was going to take action. So we want to really identify the beliefs right. that are driving action or inaction. And when we find the beliefs, now we can coach them more effectively. Right. So the whole question of why are you asking me, you know, so it kind of leaves them feeling what? Well, he wasn't listening or he doesn't care, one or the other, I assume. And is that kind of what you want no, them to feel? Not. Of course So not. I might suspend that question from my list of questions. Okay. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. I guess uh, in my mind, the reason I would ask that question is to make sure, is it really on my plate? Should it be on my plate? I, the CEO you know, kind of concept. And if it's not on my plate, who do you think's plate it should be on that you're asking the question, you know? Okay. So again, those are about beliefs. Right. Okay. My beliefs. Their beliefs. Right. Their beliefs. So did you think, like, did you believe that this was something that I would take care of? Right. That sounds okay. different oh, from, better question. Yeah, better why question. are you asking me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Much better, much better question. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I think it's really exciting because you're growing your business to a place where you're positioning it for yourself potentially to sell it. Yeah. So this is the most important time for you to really step into your role as advisor and coach. Right. Super exciting. It's just, it requires a completely different mindset for you mm-hmm. from being the operator. Problem solver. Right. To being a coach, and yeah. this is this is the shift that you that you are making currently right now. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of I actually coached swim team when I was a kid. You know, a 20, 19, 21 year old, 
2022 year old, I mean, and also, you know, I think of hockey coaches, you know, you think of their roles, like they might've been hockey players in advance in the past, right? And all of a sudden they are coaches, different thinking, definitely different thinking. Exactly. Exactly. So I hope this was helpful. It was. I hope you you got some stuff to take away and think about. I'm happy to talk more after if you want, but I want to say thank you for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you for sharing your challenge and allowing me to coach you. And for those of you who are listening, and if you have a challenge that you want to share on the podcast, please reach out to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you have a challenge that you are not comfortable sharing on the podcast, reach out to me anyways. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. Barry Doucette, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Thank you. I hope we stay in touch and continue talking. Thank you so much. Take care.